0: This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: Yo! Edition of the High Elves Podcast. In fact, a twice a week edition. You're damn right, it is, Jack Fritz. We are doing this two times a week now. It's Monday. It's on Thursday, so we don't have to worry about breaking news during our show. I guess. Which yeah. Is a good thing. Well,
0: nothing happens on Mondays. <laughs> it's a very boring day. However, our Thursday slash breaking news show will always be back,
1: you're, and we're always ready for an emergency pod. We're, we're always right. ready. Literally, as people know, we will be. We will have it out as quickly as humanly possible. Especially well, only when because we're, we're next only to each it other happens when it on happens. Thursdays. Um, But yeah, so we will be coming two times a week now. Um, A lot of stuff coming up for you before the season starts. we got an NL East preview, review type of thing of the offseason. NL Beast? NL, uh, the Beast is back, baby. Oh my God. The Beast is back.
0: For as excited as I am just to have baseball back every day of my life, uh, the NL East, just thinking about that and thinking about how we're going to be back in like the absolute, this might be the heyday of the NL East. It uh, ha- they could. They're, they're,
1: they're, it's the best division in baseball. Well,
0: but there's a lot of good divisions in baseball now. Like the NL Central is also awesome. The NL, the AL East is also awesome.
1: I think that there's no league that has. I don't know,
0: man. The NL Central is pretty. It's legit.
1: pretty. It's all right. It's solid. But I think that the, the four team race between these four teams, and, and as I've said, I think the Mets probably. The most likely to fall off the wayside, but... Oh, well, yeah, it's a, it's nice. It's cute of Mets fans to cute. be excited. They're excited, man. It's
0: okay. Let you get, be excited, Jack. Listen, I understand you paid for Robbie Cano, and, and Edwin Diaz is, is great. Just, like, welcome to the big show. Just stay where you are. But, <laughs> listen, if you want to be excited for, for, for 20 starts of Noah Syndergaard, and while wow, Zach Wheeler is my Pavetta of the Mets, <laughs> um, some would say he's actually better than DeGrom. Um, and, Who,
1: what? Who? say that, Jack Fritz. Nobody says that. Not even no, it's, you would say that. Just
0: a, it's, just, it's just an adorable little <laughs> job by Mets fans. Listen, Mets fans, everything is going to go wrong, so don't even be excited.
1: I am just excited to hate teams again.
0: Ugh, it's been a while since I've hated a baseball
1: I, team. Because the Mets, obviously... We forget what it's like to hate the Braves. The Braves are as hateable a team as there is in sports. And we I, do, to hate I do them again. forget
0: what it's like. I, oh,
1: the tomahawk chop, yeah. all that crap. Like I hated the Braves growing up. Like With every fiber of my being, that's going to be back, Jack.
0: I will never hate a, uh, another sports team as much as I hated the 07 to 11 Mets.
1: That was special. There was a special, a special kind of hate. Of hate. Yeah, okay. there was a special kind of hate there. And, you know, I do kind of look at them as like our little baby stepchild that we don't really care about that well, much. Well, they're because-
0: the baby stepchild, What are the Nats. I that's mean, that's like a good point. A toddler that you can't stand.
1: This is great. So you want to listen to our NLE's preview show because it's going to be a lot we of this. We just
0: did it. <laughs> we don't have to do it anymore, actually. so <laughs>
1: That was it. That Everything's was good. all good. We're all just right. going
0: to start crapping on teams.
1: Yes. That, what else do we do here, Jack? Yes. It's nice to actually be a- Man, it's nice to have a good baseball team in Philadelphia. Speaking of which, and again, we got a lot coming up. We also, you know, I want your thoughts on a few things. We'll get to that later. But, Jack, what have you seen so far? We we since the last time you and I talked, since the last time you and I talked, Bryce Harper has played a baseball game as a Philadelphia Philly. He's taken at bats. I mean kind of played No is that know.
0: a sign that he's gonna be a Philly? <laughs> like,
1: it's hard to read
0: these reports. Yeah, I'm I don't not wanna, really
1: sure where he's gonna go. I don't want to look into it. I heard he it. loves LA. That's that's all I've heard. So. Yeah,
0: I don't wanna look into it too nah, much, nah, nah. but it, it does seem that Bryce Harper is gonna be a Philly. So um <gasps> it's still it still is a reason to wake up in the morning. Um, <laughs> oh, so Saturday. So first off just I watched the video yearbook before the game. So the twenty eighteen <laughs> the twenty eighteen video yearbook is out. And man did they talk of a team that was not that good. Oh yeah, <laughs> well
1: they did it during the season. We did it during the season at times too. It was like I, How was that team like 14 games over 500 at any point? It, it was
0: insane. It was possible.
1: It was unbelievable. No base like that was a
0: like I'm, it, it felt like the world corrected itself with September.
1: <laughs>
0: it really did. It
1: did. It felt like, look, it was one of those things where, as much as we wanted to believe, and as we did podcasts where you and I would talk about them being 10 games over 500 and, and say, how? I, I don't get it, but it's working. And uh, that last couple months of the season just felt like we were waiting for the shoe to drop and it finally dropped.
0: Oh, I mean, September was
1: horrible. I mean, it was just
0: the worst. It was just the worst uh, uh, month of my life. But. The video yearbook was still fine. I always love the video yearbooks. Like, I want to watch them you're all the time. You're,
1: you're like the prime target audience yeah, for a video no, it's yearbook. It's like, yeah, how
0: can we, you want a nerdy kid? The guy kid? who
1: sits around watching Bryce Harper highlights and, and minor league highlights and this and that for fun. Like, you're right in that wheelhouse there.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So, 2018 yearbook. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just proud that you even know how to use the internet,
1: old man. <laughs> um. <laughs> Not well, Jack. <laughs> Not well. You, between you and the camera. Um, well, that's the sad thing about the camera is that I'm like a whiz on the internet when compared to him. So. But like, man- it Makes me feel good about myself.
0: And it was so thirsty, him coming out to the Fresh Prince theme, but man, did I eat it up.
1: I thought, <laughs> I thought that, so is there, a, can we have like a justified thirst type of thing? Yeah. Because, because yes, it was thirsty, but it was so awesome that it- who cares? That was the. It was just like again to Bryce, too good to be true. He just he knows exactly
0: what we want and he gives it oh, to so us. I don't want to read into this too much, but th- does Bryce Harper have a full PR team working for him? I mean, like, dude. H- like, how does he know exactly what to do? It's well, he's walking into the thirstiest city in America. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, but he knows what <laughs> we want. He de- He's like a pouring of water on top of us. I know. But it's amazing.
0: It's it's incredible. So listen, God, uh, the, the
1: came out to the fresh.
0: Print. I know, I mean, really, dude. I, I listen, and the people, the, the well, actually, people. Well, he actually left Philly to go to LA, so this might mean he's leaving or whatever. And it's just like, Did you, wait, hold up, hold. It up. wasn't serious, but it was like you know that song's about him leaving Philly for LA. That right? is
1: the worst take just. thought of all. Like, I hate those people. <laughs> and if you're, I, and none of the IOPS people would have said that because our our listeners are way too smart and way too awesome. But that is just such a lame yeah.
0: line. Now, here's a question for you. Yes. Can I just explain to you my my setup for my games now?
1: <laughs> I, I, yes, I would love to know how weird it is. Please.
0: Is this weird? Let's <laughs> let's pl- let's play a game. Let's play a game of is is this weird?
1: <laughs> Can I say yes before you tell me what it is? So,
0: like two weeks ago, I went out and I went to Best Buy and I bought the last radio they had. But
1: they didn't. <laughs> not, not great for our our day jobs. No, but sure. this
0: is literally it's the last radio in stock, and I I bought that because listen, I just nothing against TMac and the whole TV booth. I just much prefer the radio booth. So I I so the way the way my setup is is that I have WIP. Like instead of having, I didn't want to buy the MMLV uh, like network stream that you have to buy because we can't stream it over Radio.com mm-hmm. here. So I wanted to be able to listen to it, but not have to buy the stream. So I figured I'd invest twenty bucks on a radio rather than like hundred bucks a year to listen to it on the radio. Probably smart. Yeah. So I, I bought the radio. I'm sitting there. So I have the radio here. I got tweet. <laughs> I got Tweet Deck in front of me, and I got Bryce Harper in my on my big screen, and a nice little Sloop Brewery right next to me. Yes. Re, uh, just just drinking beer and watching baseball. There is nothing. So yes, it is weird. There is Forget nothing it. better to drink beer to than baseball games. Like there is just like there's just something so romantic about baseball that like. There's no other drink that possibly could drink or taste better than a, an ice cold beer at a baseball game or watching a baseball game. I feel like you have to have a beer while watching a baseball game and also being at a baseball game. I love beer. I really love with beer with baseball.
1: <laughs> like it's just, I, I
0: almost started tearing up thinking about oh, beer and baseball at the same time.
1: I wish everyone could see your face there and this just wistful look. Oh, it's you just, had, it's um,
0: just the best, man.
1: It, it, I, as weird as your setup is, I is can't, it really I can't that weird? argue with it. No, the going out to buy a radio part's a little weird. Now here, You now, call me the old man, that's like, you know.
0: Agreed. But now now let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Would it be weirder if I bought the book and started keeping the book? Started keeping a, keeping a <laughs> book during the game? So, How old would I be? Okay. Would I be at least 90?
1: Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> it would be awesome. Please do that. Please keep score. I... I used to keep score back in the day. I could keep score. I mean, I feel like it's a lost art. Well, but yes, it'd be incredibly weird.
0: Okay, but yes. Now let me. And and a lot of people on this podcast listen to this podcast. That when they say to their friends like about Jack Fritz, they're saying like, "Oh, he pitched in college." Let me just revise. (laughs) I (laughs) I participated.
1: Real quick, I just love the idea that you think that people are having conversations about you (laughs) and how you pitched in college. Go on.
0: Here's what I really did: is that I kept a book for 50 straight games my sophomore year. So like, I'm pretty much a bookkeeping You're an expert. expert. I was first team all peak sack in, in bookkeeping, <laughs> and and That's fake a hell of an award. To have. And fake broadcast in the games. Oh man! So I played college baseball, but before you thought I was like a superstar, which I'm sure you did. Uh, I kept a great book.
1: Hypothetical question: What is your favorite play to score?
0: Uh, like a rundown. Yeah, yeah, really like get nerdy with it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh yeah, 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 yeah. You go like a six, four, <laughs> two, three, four yeah, two, four, yeah. four, four, five. Yeah, just, huh? It truly is. Oh, Land Collins is going to the Redskins. That's not great. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, whatever. It's like uh, who you, cares? Who cares about the? Football no Who cares team about anymore?
1: football, especially the Washington <laughs> racial slurs at that point. And for what it's worth. Any good player who goes there, their career goes to die anyway, so yeah. no biggie. Right, so whatever. Um. But yeah, so that's my
0: setup, and it was glorious watching Bryce. It I-
1: was pretty glorious. I So my setup, I went to New York to go see a play with my little brother. Uh, shout out to Peter. And as I told you, actually, uh, my brother had to bring him a High Hope shirt mm. because uh, he, you know, loves the show. But um, we went to a bar. Uh, before the show we went to, we made it a point to go find a bar that had MLB Network on. I'm watching in New York, and the cool thing was, a group of like ten people came in next to us, giant Phillies fans in there for the same reason. Nice. It was awesome. Uh My brother's buddy Matt was there too. Shout out to Matt. Um, and the
0: ratings were through the roof.
1: Like it was everyone- unbelievable. it was like a thing. Like everyone in the bar stopped and was. And in New, in New York, we're not even in Philadelphia. And granted, a lot of Phillies fans next to us. But everyone was paying attention to well, it. a freaking spring training. Yeah,
0: about. but no. Well,
1: it's because it was Phillies. Well, well baseball.
0: Well, baseball's dead. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> so true. no one even cares about it anymore. <laughs> so, but no, well, uh, well, that but, joke
1: not be funny. That's
0: what I <laughs> Well, know. Uh, if you're stopping in New York, I mean, New York only you know cares about football and basketball. They don't care about baseball. Don't in tell New York. Mike
1: Francesa that. Um, yes. So,
0: but what was so like that, that that first inning with Bryce was just like it was it was a a freaking script of how it's supposed to go. Yeah,
1: get ready for that. Get ready for the the Bryce walk, the Reese homer. That's happening a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, Carlos Santana did just as much for $300 million less, but... Just kidding. But
1: like <laughs> but the I like that you had to say that just kidding, like anyone who actually thought you but, were. But,
0: but like that that setup is just perfect. If you have if you have McCutcheon leading off or Hernandez leading off, I think I'd prefer Hernandez, but whatever.
1: We've discussed this. I think we both do simply because of what McCutcheon gives you lower in the order as yeah. opposed to what Cesar does. But I, I I'm fine if McCutcheon's in the one by the right. way.
0: McCutcheon went yard deep to center. So, field off.
1: so did Segura went yard Ciguro. too. This is, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it, yeah. baby. I mean, just to have like, just have hitters, professional major league hitters, uh, who I know have shown me in the major leagues that they can succeed. Just to have those types of guys on my team again, come on, man! It's
0: amazing. It's, it's amazing. So exciting. And then the Harper walk and the Hoskins just absolute tank shot. And watching him, watching him like round the bases and then get home, and they're like, you know, blowing out. And Harper saying, Best and Harper saying, get used to this, like. Like honestly, I started looking at the next ten years of my life. Like it was basically right there. That was that's the next decade of my life is Harper Hoskins back to back being best friends, being Bash Brothers, their wives hanging out. Raising children together. Like, <laughs> you're really going uh, you're really
1: far with this thing, huh? <laughs> just, 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 just,
0: wait till we get to the midseason. This is
1: what you do. Just imagine these like. <laughs> is,
0: wait till midseason, buddy. This is just after one spring training game. <laughs>
1: Taking <laughs> vacations together. They're going on vacations together. <laughs>
0: but like, but it was, it was just a snapshot into the next decade of my life. Oh. It was Hoskins oh. driving in Harper. I mean, Hoskins
1: is going to have what? He's going to have what? Three more 120 RBI seasons? Well, you see, here's, I need a correction here. Hoskins driving in Trout and Harper. That's really, you know, come on, let's be real, right? Let's be real, let's be realistic. Yes, try on the 2-hole, right. Harper 3-hole, Hoskins 4-hole, let's go. Real
0: to 5-hole. Oh, oh, man, <laughs> please. <laughs> no, it's just, the, the, this team on paper is already really good. The, the the lineup is good. It's just that, like, the fact that Odubo Herrera, who was this team's best player for three years.
1: He was an all-star in two years in a row. I mean, he's no, no, the no. guy. There's only one time one year, star. one year, yes. You're right, Nishak. regardless. The check. Oh, God, still here. <laughs> Um that Odubel Herrera was the best player on this team or certainly was looked at as the best hitter on this team for multiple years. He's like the seventh best hitter on this team now. I mean, and, if he's and now he can, in, and, now sixth he can hitter.
0: and now he can really be Shane Victorino. Like Shane Victorino, I always thought was the best comp for Odubel Herrera. You know, they're kind of polarizing, Flighty,
1: kind of all over the place.
0: If Shane Victorino was relied upon to be the team's best player, he would not have been It would have been a
1: disaster. Right. It would have been a disaster. And now, we would not look at Shane Victorino with the love and admiration that we do.
0: Right. And and now with Oduble, I mean, the guy has a talent to win the batting title. Like, that's not even a stretch. Like, the guy for the for, oh, first we'll two months— He was
1: batting three sixty through two months last year or whatever. It was insane.
0: It was insane. The guy has all the talent to be a, a legit top-flight major league player, and the fact that that guy's our seven-hole hitter now, it's just ridiculous. And if you can—like, I am— Completely out on Mike Alfranco. Like it, it, and I, Which is saying
1: something. There, just, there was certainly a time, and I'm sure there's someone floating around out there now, but there was a time where you were alone on Mike Hell Island.
0: Well, I, apparently not, because I tweeted last night that's that, the, I know. that yeah. Mike Moustakis would have been a large upgrade and people got mad at me. And it's just second like, baseman Mike Moustakis. <laughs> yeah, by is, the way.
1: I don't know about that. That's a whole different story. That's
0: a little bit weird. That's <laughs> that's a weird one. I don't get them. Bit weird. Yeah, I anyway. guess what, Shaw playing third?
1: Yeah, I, I suppose so. Why don't you just put Shaw at
0: second and Musaka's at third? I don't know. Are we a Brewers podcast? No. Should we be one?
1: No. <laughs> no, I would talk about Christian Yelich if I could. But I, I mean, I, I, well,
0: I would talk about Corbin Burns if I could. <laughs> we talk about, I would talk about Brandon Woodruff if yeah, I could. Hater? Yeah. Not well, the
1: person, the player. Yes,
0: the player is uh, one of my favorite BKs of all time. Um. So, listen, I just, this lineup is insane. I wish Franco wasn't here. And I wish Mustakis was here, but still, like top to bottom, top to bottom. If, if Odubo Herrera is your seven-hole hitter, it's just like what is he, what even is this lineup? Like unstoppable
1: it, it, at times. I mean, it's, that's it's, the thing. It's
0: literally the 08 lineup reincarnated.
1: If you have a uh, look, and there will be, we know Oduble. He is what he is. There will be times where he's killing you, but when he is locked in, it will be the best lineup in baseball, or right there with the Red Sox, or whatever you want to say. I mean, it's that talented top yeah. to bottom, and when you've got a guy like Odubo is your seventh best hitter in the lineup. And he's locked in, and he's batting over three hundred, and and doing what he can do when he's locked in. It's going to be a terrorizing type of lineup for pitchers to face. Well, because he's
0: going to talk, he's going to start taking balls off the shins and out of the ballpark. Like, how he, <laughs> like how are you going to do that? Yeah. I don't know. It's it, I'm very, very, very excited. And the fact that the fact that I think Segura looks great. Segura looks like how he always looks. He looks great, man. He does. He's a thick. junk
1: in the trunk. Looking good. <laughs> I like it. Antonio <laughs> Bastardo at shortstop, but <laughs> he does, it is funny because I've paid more attention to it since you said it, and yeah. it is—it is surprising. You don't expect <laughs> him to have as much junk there as he well, does. He does. He does. And stout. He's yeah. a stout little guy. He is exactly what I little thought guy, he was going to be. Much bigger than me, right. for baseball, anyway. He's exactly
0: what I thought he's going to be. He's going to bat over three hundred and just put the ball in play and <sighs> whatever. And Give then it
1: you to have w- injected in my veins. Right. And then you have McCutcheon. Oh, guy on first, and the uh, second hitter's up, and like. He's actually going to do something productive in that spot? No.
0: Yeah. What a He's basically, he's basically a better version of the of the 2011 version of Placido Polanco, mm-hmm. yes. where he can actually you know not be old nope. and still be a, a good player. So you have Segura, and then you have McCutcheon, who looks just great. Like, he
1: looks really good, man. Like
0: the bat looks quick, yes. quick. And the one th- and again caveat: spring training. I understand that, but he looks good. I understand, and I'm just—I'm so sick and tired of here, especially when it comes to like pitchers or whatever. When it comes to spring training, like if we've seen these guys pitch before and they look exactly the
1: same, it's—it's it's useless. It's—it's—it's it's, it's meaningless stuff. I—it I, is drives me crazy. These what? like looking at pitchers' numbers and trying to decide what they're going to be from spring training. Oh no, I'm just talking about the eyes. Like, oh, well, okay, okay. I'm talking about like people point always oh, got a six ERA. He was working on his curveball the whole start. Like, I mean, like, th- these guys are a lot more pitchers. They're working on things a lot more than trying to get outs all the
0: time. They are, except, like, you'd like to see velocity. S- you we'll like see to see same, yeah, so. velocity is one thing you can definitely take away. Yep. Breaking speed, uh, breaking pitches, movement, I think you can definitely take away from But
1: I agree with the idea. That's a good if point. If a
0: guy looks exactly like, here's the thing. Arietta allowed two runs on Saturday, but he looked phenomenal. hmm. And I'm this is the take that I have been
1: preparing for. Ooh, ooh. ooh. Yes. Let me yes. let me get this ready here. So please do. Yes. I got a text about that. Like I got a text about this take, and it was one of those texts you're not gonna believe when I give this take. It's a real one. It's a real take. It's a a like Jack will be like, Hey, I got takes for today or whatever. This was a very purposefully set up I have a take today. Proceed. <laughs>
0: For as in as I am on breakout, Nick Pavetta, Jake Arietta is by far and away this team's number two, and, oh, I, and I and I and I trust coming
1: from Jack Fritz,
0: right? Jack Pavetta, some would say, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, as in Pavetta's dad. Yes, go on.
0: <laughs> if he changes his name to Giancarlo, which he should, um, but I am so I I now I very much trust Jake Arietta. Like wow. I was worried about him heading into that's the a, season. That's
1: great to hear.
0: I am, like, it's, and, like, watching the runs the other day, it was bleeders off the hand that if McCutcheon was in left field, they get caught. Like, it was those kind of things where, like, he made really good It was It was results of a process when the process was really sound to get there. And the fact that he was 95 up in the zone sequencing it with a splitter change-up thing that was, like, 88 falling right off the table, like... I think he listened to the podcast last week and said, "You know what, Jack? You're right. I'm, go- I'm gonna ditch my." <laughs> I
1: mean, that's the most likely.
0: I'm gonna ditch my curveball right slash uh, slider thing. Um, and he, please, he. He throws it in advantageous spots, whereas last year I felt like he relied on it a bit more. Um, and it's just not a pitch that he can locate at this point. Like he should really be a two pitch mix of ninety five or ninety four ninety five with that splitter that just falls flat off the table, because that's just a, a way harder thing to pick up on. From a tunneling perspective. And the fact that he looks so smooth and he looks so calm and and he's just getting full, he's fully rotating through the zone, which he wasn't doing last year. Like last year he was just cutting himself off and he was not able to get glove side. Now he's able to fully rotate through the zone and he's getting glove side. Like he's starting balls at the guy's shoulders and they're ending up right over the middle of the plate for a strike. And that's just stuff that like like that's stuff that that is eye test stuff where you can look at Spring Training and say, this is something that I could see. Uh, moving forward. And the one big test I wanted to see on Saturday was him out of the stretch because he was horrible out was, of the stretch last year. It was like a different year. pitcher last year. But um, like when I talk about cutting himself off, he did that a lot out of the stretch last season. On On Saturday, he was 94. He was getting fully through. And like he was able to actually make off-speed pitches out of the stretch the other day, which he was not able to do last year. So um, I just think that I think he's going to be a ground ball machine, and he actually has ground ball guys behind him, and he's actually getting swings and misses now, which he was not able to get last year. So the reason why Arietta was so bad last year was because he was not able to generate any kind of swing and miss, and now he's actually able to get some swing and miss because his fastball is jumping a little bit, and he's actually able to kind of fool guys with his fastball. So, um, like when he went when he went ninety five up in the zone for a swing and miss, and then a, a, a change up sinker, whatever it was, that just fell flat off the table at eighty eight, I was like. In. in. I'm just in.
1: And look, I mentioned this a little bit last time, but, you know, I don't always believe the, oh, this guy was injured last year and now he's going to be better this year. But the torn meniscus, if he was playing with that for the second half of the season, that will absolutely impact your ability to be successful. So you take that in with the fact that he didn't have his full spring training last year. A guy who is so dependent upon being in shape, working out, all that, a late start to the season. I think that you can look at those things and say, oh, at least it makes pragmatic sense that he could bounce back this year. And then you hear this stuff, you see this stuff with your eye. It's bullish. And look, if if Jake Arrieta is a two for this team, and I've said it before, even if he's like a high-end three as a two, it, it's a world of difference. It is such a, ma- yeah. a massive thing for this team. And I think a big reason today, you and I talked about it before, but I mean— you can't rely on Vince Velasquez to be a contributor on this team.
0: No, and and for uh, listen, this is not mean I'm completely out on Pavetta. Like I think Pavetta great. It's just that I trust Arrieta now, whereas I didn't trust him. I think if he can if he can take that step forward and, and be a competent number two starter, give you six innings or whatever, and then turn over the bullpen, like it just it just makes a world of difference. And then it you don't need Pavetta to be unbelievable. Like there's so much there's so much pressure on Nick Pavetta right now.
1: Oh man, it's a little nerve It sounds like you're backing off. your breakout Pavetta, Jack.
0: I'm not backing off. I'm you're just, just
1: saying you're more sure that Arietta will be a two for you than Pavetta is going to break out. But I mean, think about what if both happen. Right. What well, if both happen? And
0: that this is that that is definitely a possibility. Like I'm not saying it's not. And and by the End way, up
1: defense for both. You mentioned it for Arietta, uh, and yeah. we talked about for Pavetta. I mean, they're going to be. This seems to be so much better defensively. And adding in for all these guys. J.T. Romulo behind the plate is going to make a difference. I mean, you have a guy who actually can call a game for you, who's going to stop the ball, who's going to make the plays you expect him to make, who's going to be sound, who's going to help you call a game. And that's the I one think thing, that is just massive. The
0: one thing that people, you know, when people just look at the numbers and stat and all that stuff and don't physically watch baseball, it's like that's what the, the Jorge Alfaro like, fan club. It's like that guy didn't know how to call a game.
1: No. And no, he was a disaster in calling a game.
0: And these guys actually trust J.T. Realmuto, I think it's going to make a, a huge step forward for the pitching staff, especially a guy like Arietta. Like guy, Arrieta pitching to a rookie catcher, totally, I could see that being a problem. So, well, not, especially
1: Arietta made it clear that whether not necessarily Alfaro, but that defensively he was not getting what he needed. No.
0: So uh, Re- Realmuto will definitely help out from that standpoint. Um, and Pavetta, by the way, on Sunday, I mean he he retired his final nine batters. His average fastball velocity was ninety four point <laughs> five, which is average. Yeah, he's sitting ninety four.
1: Really good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah.
0: I mean, the 99-98 was, was tantalizing, I will say. But if he can just settle in 95-plus, um, listen, I, uh, he looked he, he supposedly, from people down there, um, he, a couple of bleeders got through that scored runs that if McCutcheon or normal players were playing, it wouldn't have happened. So that's encouraging. Pavetta's on the right track. Vince Velasquez. Oof. The Phillies have a Vince Velasquez problem.
1: Yeah, I, th- I can rephrase. We all have a Vince Velasquez like, I problem.
0: Just, I, just, I just cannot take him anymore. Is there
1: anyone in your history of watching baseball who is more boring and annoying to watch pitch? I mean, I'm sure there are guys, but...
0: Well, there's a lot during that. Right, the, the, but in the, terms of,
1: and not just the stuff, not just the hits and stuff, <laughs> I'm talking about the way he goes about his business. How boring is he? He's like Steve Traxel. He's like the human rain delay out there. He's yeah. Brutal, and then on top of that, Buckled. Then on top, of, yes, and then on top of that, he's walking guys. He's not throwing strikes. He's not trusting his stuff. Look, I know there have been more infuriating guys to watch, but he is high on the infuriating list.
0: Yeah, he's he takes forever to pitch, and then he's just all over the place. Yes, he. Here's my problem, and the reason why I will never buy into Vince Velasquez is for two things. One is that he's just not a bulldog on the mound. Instead of actually pitching, he just tries to nibble. And he just tries to, like, be too perfect with every single pitch rather than, hey, man, you throw 94, you can get freaking grounders, man. Like, you don't have to <laughs> try to strike every single guy out. And his problem is, is he tries to strike every single guy out. And that is not how you have to pitch.
1: Like, spot up your fastball. It's absurdity to pitch it's that. Just, I mean, it's 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 just asinine to try and pitch that way. And I mean, vi- Arietta talked about it last year. He wasn't having success with it. But he's like, I don't care how many guys I strike out. I just want to get the outs. And that's all that matters. And Vince, you need to have swinging miss stuff, but you need, yeah.
0: And here's the other thing: I, I, this is the common misconception with Vince Velasquez. Vince Velasquez does not great stuff. He has a good fastball. His his curveball is crappy. His slider is bad. He just never had a change up. he well, like,
1: can't control them either, which is and a real but, issue. Even,
0: but like with Pavetta, at least with Pavetta, you can physically see how disgusting the curveball can be when it's on. With Velasquez, you just don't see it. it, it it's it's not a hard breaking curveball. He is just. He is just so so freaking frustrating. He does not attack hitters at all. He is nibble, 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 and hope they get him, get themselves out. It is it is frustrating, and I just I, I don't understand how they don't understand this by this point. Well, they like, you're not can. gonna you're not gonna get good pitching out of Vince Velasquez. You cannot rely on him every fifth day. Like he had a nice little run a uh, uh, run last year. It was very
1: like, like ten, Kelf- 10 start, really nice run. Like he was a good pitcher for ten starts.
0: But when you look exactly the same as you did last well, year, that's the frustrating. That's what well, I'm talking that's about. That's the problem. It's the
1: same thing with Franco, where you just—it's no matter what runs you have, you always revert back to that guy. And that's the problem, right? I mean, like you see the flashes in there, but eventually it all comes back to that guy.
0: Yeah. So listen, I, I understand that the arm talent is tantalizing, but but when but when you just nibble and you don't pitch and you just don't try to get out, like it's just not. He is not a guy that I can rely on every fifth day. I just can't do it. I don't trust Eichoff either. I know people are semi. I do Yeah,
1: I don't trust Eichoff. He throws eighty nine.
0: Yeah, and it's just a flat eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Like that. That ball is getting pounded yep. by left handed hitters. So, I, all right.
1: So, 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 with that in mind, do you think that? And again, Dallas Keuchel is still out there. I think it is still on the table. The fact that he hasn't been signed yet means that. Not getting a four year deal. I think it's a better anywhere.
0: possibility than people think. I agree. It is. I,
1: I think it's a real, I think it's more likely him than Kimbrell. Uh, and I think that it's a real possibility because of the way the market has played out. At this point in the market, no one's giving him a four year deal. Like, it's just not happening. He needs no to. No one's probably he, even giving him a, he's probably going to sign a one year deal somewhere if I had to bet money at this point, just the way the market has played out. Yeah. I think,
0: I think it could be a two with a third year option. Sure.
1: That's possible too. Or even like an Arietta ish type deal for less money, obviously, but that, type of three years, front-loaded type of deal. I guess that's possible. But, I mean, the way the market has played out, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if the Phillies pounce on him.
0: Yeah, if you, but if, if I'm Keiko and it's a one-year deal, I'm just going back to the Astros. I would do that. Too. So that's if, – if I'm him, so that's why I think they would need this, the second-year and a third-year option sure. if they want to bring him in.
1: No, so coming in the National League, if you're going for a one-year deal, go to the National League, don't have a DH – get great numbers and move forward is possible as well
0: yeah and not listen, the best part I understand it, I understand that like, but when you're a,
1: a ground ball guy exactly so, so that helps
0: that does that does help it's just I understand he doesn't miss bats anymore but if you give him if you give him enough incentive on a two-year deal and leave the money open for trout and and try to compete with Bryce Harper now like I just don't understand how you can go into a, a season thinking that you can trust Velasquez or or Ike off to be your your five because I just don't think that's a realistic. I, I'm I'm more in on Eflin than I am on Velasquez. But even Eflin, it's like, I don't know. I get maybe. I hope he's good. But well, even- especially
1: because like, and we <clears throat> we believe in Pavetta and whatnot. But like, there is still the chance that Nick Pavetta doesn't break out this year and is a solid starter for you. But I mean, the point is, is that outside of Aaron Nola. Nothing in this starting staff is a sure thing.
0: Yeah, and I understand that they went on that they were the only reason this team was good last year for a, a large portion yeah, of the season, the,
1: the, the vast majority. Of the but season, yeah.
0: that, even while watching that, it felt more like luck than domination. It wasn't like I was watching the Mets of like 2015 mm-hmm. or that. That's not like the, the level of talent we're talking about here. Um, like their their FIPs were always more indicative of the pitching they were. Besides Aaron Nola, of course. Like I just think they're I think they're running a risk of just you know, putting a, a season into the toilet before it even starts with having Velasquez as your five and trusting these guys to take a, a, a major step forward. Like, I just, I, I understand that if Keiko came in now, he he probably wouldn't be Keiko until like a month or two into the season. It's
1: fine.
0: But I, I just, I just think it, and waiting till the deadline's fine, but then you're paying a lot for Robbie Ray, maybe. And you don't know if he's going to be good. Like, Gardner I don't know. Like maybe he doesn't bounce back. I, I hope he bounces. back. I feel back. good
1: about Baumgartner, but it's more the point that if Baumgartner pitches well, there will be other suitors in there. You're not getting him for free. So right.
0: I just I think it's I think it would be I think it would be a mistake not to explore the starting pitching market and just kind of kind of hamstring yourself before season even starts. Like unless you unless your plan is unless your plan is hey Vince get us five innings and then let our bullpen take over. We have Nolan Arrieta who can get us seven and then Pavetta. Whatever, Eflin. Whatever.
1: Do you think they believe any of the the Romero's, the Medinas, that any of those guys could come up this season and make an impact as a starter? I think they.
0: Uh, no, no. I think I think JoJo's probably a year insane with Medina. I think they, look, Medina's barely been pit. I don't think he's pitching. No, too long I yet.
1: I would. I'm I unlikely is my point, but still, look, we saw them and he's a reliever, but they brought Sir Anthony up unexpected last year. I just don't know if. If you think that any of those guys are far enough along where we could see something like that, and and obviously I don't think that you know you could only get a hundred innings out of them or something like that in the majors, but someone who could supplement you down the road,
0: even those guys are not impact guys though. Like they're not super. I mean Medina is, but he I think, I think he's right. a year away. Right. I think Romero is a, a solid four or five. Guy. Right. So um, I just I it would be a shame to go into the season and kind of not have a, a better option in the starting rotation well like,
1: you're like you're essentially you've gone all in and and it's a long term like Why all stop in. now why stop now
0: and if you can sign up for a two you're getting him cheat now regardless and it's not like he's gonna start throwing way softer and like he's gonna be he's gonna be dallas keichel like he just he's the, just gonna be keichel
1: and where this team is at i mean they are so even with bryce harvard all that they're way under the luxury tax threshold like way under for the next couple well, years they're,
0: they're, this year this year in particular i think they're 20 some million under so like I guess if I guess with the way it works is that you want to keep um you want to keep five- I thought they were
1: further than that under. Are
0: nah, you sure about that? Yeah, they're only they're only like 20 under now.
1: But but, but so under the six, under the the, the the low threshold, but they're like The 206? Under the 197 number, they're they're way further than under that. I don't think so.
0: I think they're they're, they're the sixth highest payroll in baseball.
1: Has it gotten up that high? Yeah. Well, there you go.
0: They're definitely I know they're the sixth highest payroll in baseball.
1: I don't all know right. where they are. So, so not as much room but certainly room no, no, no. down the road after Arietta and those guys. Yeah. Know, that contract is off. Right.
0: Out. they have money coming off the books. So and obviously before before Trout. I mean, they'll they'll, they'll have money available.
1: Either way, they can afford to bring Keuchel Also, in it's a freaking lunch- and it's a luxury tax, not a salary cap. That's yes, you that's can really pay the, it, yes. John. And either way, the point is they can afford to bring a Keuchel in this year without going over the luxury tax. Is really the main. Yeah.
0: Thing. So my, my main takeaway from spring, well, not my main, but one of my takeaways from spring so far is that the Phillies have a Velasquez problem and an Eichoff problem. Neither of those guys you can trust to be your five starter. Just go sign Keiko and let Pavetta
1: and F- six highest already, huh? Yeah, it's
0: crazy, isn't it? It
1: is crazy. Well, they they spent a lot of money. They there. did.
0: Beside, I mean, not and even Harper. I mean, Robertson McCutcheon, Robertson and yeah, so, no, adding in Segura's salary. Segura,
1: sure. Yeah. So Segura is a great salary for what it's worth. It but is, yes, but it's, it's more. It's still everybody. good money. So yeah.
0: I did. I, I think it'd be a waste if they just go into the season with Velasquez. Like we just know what he is at this point. Mm-hmm. Just stop running him out there. I coffee can't trust him. I think it'd be a mistake not to go after him. I think I think not getting getting Keuchel and letting him be your four or five and letting Pavetta hopefully break out, but hopefully not like I just think they're they're, they're trusting too much in that, and I think that could be a mistake. And I, it's not that I don't trust Pavetta or like Pavetta. I love Pavetta. It's just I don't know how you can completely one hundred percent believe in that.
1: And on the flip side of that, I mean, look, you could say lineup, bullpen, it won't matter. You could say this team's good enough to win games without great starting pitching, which they are. But I agree with you. When you've built this team up the way you have and you've got this type of excitement and these types of players who you really can win now, I feel like it's just such an obvious last move to bring in that guy who can just beef up the, the one real flaw that you have before the season starts.
0: Yep, I think so too. All
1: right, Um. so all right. I can't believe I, we we were like, oh, what are we gonna talk about for 35 minutes? we're oh, wow, 35, 35 minutes. minutes in? Yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> anyway, all right, a few quick show things and and we're coming back Thursday. We'll have another pod this week. Two <laughs> a week. I'm so sorry. Forevermore. Jack, um, any other takeaways from spring training?
0: Yes. Yes. Um Kingry has played center field three times now. And I think what we have to we, we have to start shaping our minds around is that. There's a chance Kingry is starting center field on opening day if, if with Herrera, the injuries. It's
1: a good point with Quinn and, and, and Herrera both down. Yeah, I haven't so, even thought about it as like a potential neither could be ready type
0: of yeah, thing. Yeah, so if if they're banged up, we could see Kingry or even Altair on in center field on opening day. who? Uh-huh. Aaron out there. Listen, he had three hits on Friday night. <laughs> oh man!
1: Is there competition
0: for the right field spot? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, or you
1: could, or you could put Williams. Hey, in Williams th- could play center field. The right, or I mean, they could put Williams in right and move Harper to center. Is what I meant to say.
0: Well, listen, if I ever, ha- if I ever have to watch Williams in center field, I'm right. I meant, I
1: hard. meant move. Well, I no, no, put no, no. Williams in right, and you could put Harper in center field, but they're not going to do that for his, yeah, you know, opening the season.
0: I love you, but you're so wrong because Andrew McCutchen can play center. But oh, duh. Left.
1: that's a, that's the move you're with yes. yes yes, duh. so I, f- I forgot we have Andrew McCutchen yeah you forgot center. we have the uh, MVP yeah. of 2013 yeah. he used to be a center fielder yeah. Yeah. So, that's a good point um, well played jack yeah. so there but there is not the point is there's a little bit of maneuverability out there there is an outside
0: team. chance that Kingery starts on opening day so i thought that was interesting they they put him in they've put him in center field i think three times now he looks decent out there he did play center field i think his sophomore year of college so it's mm-hmm. not like you're putting him at shortstop which he hadn't done a little since a he left
1: last year was has played some outfield in the Yeah, it's not great. He's very no. short. Yes. He's
0: very small. Yes. Um but yeah, I just think that's that's something to monitor as we as we continue along here as well.
1: I agree. Um all right. Uh so coming up to we've got uh we're going to have some fun with uh talks at analysts like we said Mailbag Jack. Yes. Should we make mail, Mailbags like a part of the show?
0: So we're thinking we're thinking of this. Obviously there's two podcasts a week, but we wanna get we wanna get the the listeners of High Hopes involved. Because I know we you love get, them. Yes. And listen, you guys are involved like crazy amount. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's, I, we it's were,
1: really crazy. We were like, dying. When I just randomly brought up that text thing that Jack does to me because I thought it was hilarious. And then Jack's like, Yeah, why don't you do that? And yes, We never expected all of you people to actually do that. It was awesome. Like Jack and I just said hey, like, look at this. This is so cool. So we were dying laughing. We love everybody.
0: We were dying laughing.
1: So if you want to get involved in the show, we we're
0: thinking about maybe mailbag Thursdays or Mailbag Mondays, one of those kind of things. Um, that it can kind of be like callers into radio stations, but with tweets. And yes. we'll answer all of your answer all of your Twitter questions. Or at least the good ones. The good ones. Yeah. Not all of them. No. I mean,
1: sometimes I make the mistake of wanting to read everyone. I know. I've been there where you're like, I promise we will answer every question, and then all of a sudden you like a hundred questions. You're like I can't do that.
0: Yeah. So listen, uh, mistakes were made. Both now. This is not. A, this is not a brag. I don't think. But both of our feeds do get caught up with a lot of a lot of replies <laughs> and, and
1: it's a humble brag and yeah, notifications.
0: I mean. So listen. Here's what we'll do. Just tweet at High Hopes Pod your question throughout the week. Maybe mail. We'll, we need to start a hashtag. Yes. Hashtag Mailbag Mondays. I'm good with Mailbag Mondays. Okay. Start, I think that's fun. We'll do hashtag. All right. So it's like your tweets on the on the Baseball Tonight podcast. Tweet at the High Hopes Pod your question with hashtag mailbag mondays yes and we'll get it we'll make sure we see it and we'll favorite it be all good to go so yes. that's how we'll handle mailbag mondays two podcasts a week it's here we also
1: have another social media thing that we're figuring out too. yeah it's coming right it's gonna be fun
0: right that is that is that is in the works so it's in the works, we got um, other stuff in the works. yeah mailbag mondays two podcasts a
1: week get excited <laughs> i'm excited yes i don't know how you couldn't be uh and i love everybody so much yeah we, we say that a lot of times we really do though it's just true because we <laughs> love you all right jack final thought
0: final thought so this is gonna make people i think it's gonna make people pretty excited <sighs> so i'm, I'm gonna,
1: excited uh, already i'm doing you g- know what it is i'm
0: doing the game friday and I, i'm producing the game back here yes. and, and doing
1: the game is a different intonation than you're not actually calling the game eh.
0: in, my, <laughs> in, in my mind i am in, Aww, <laughs> in my mind i, I know it's it's cute to, it's cute to dream, isn't it? Um, but anyway, so I'm producing the game here, not calling the game because James likes to kill all my dreams. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they go to break. Fransky and La, they go to break. And Fransky's talking about how he was in the Tigers' booth the other day, and the one of the Tigers' broadcasters asked Fransky how to pronounce Mickey Moniak's name. Ooh. And before Fransky could even answer, Al Kaline chimes in and says it's Moniak. He says, I love that kid. What? He's got a beautiful swing. First of all, Al Kaline, a 3,000 hit guy.
1: Good to hear Al Kaline's still alive. I didn't yeah, know James that. Thought he, Good news. James
0: prematurely killed Al Kaline. <laughs> well, so. I said he's
1: still alive. <laughs> Pleasure, um, but I love Al Kaline. Al Kaline, former Mets broadcaster. The man's been around. Mr. Tiger. So. And yeah. um, I'm thinking of Ralph Kiner, was a Mets broadcaster. But regardless, Al, Al Kaline, yeah, hell of a hitter there. back in the yes. day. Yes.
0: 3,000 hits guy. In on
1: Mickey Money. I don't so, know why I confuse Ralph Kiner and Al Kalin. It's a weird, yeah. I guess the K last name maybe. Yeah, and
0: I, like Chuck Klein, you can put in that same kind sure. of thing.
1: I don't confuse him with them, but sure. Yeah, I do
0: sometimes. He's but, much older. Yes, he is way, way older. <laughs> well, dead, but yeah. he's actually dead. No, R.I.P. R.I.P.? We don't want to break news to people. All-timer. Um, so if he's in, I'm in, and also Hazley continues to look good. He looks good, Um, but there might be legit... Outfield prospects, which is very, Ooh. very exciting. <laughs> Legit, like
1: bat prospects. Yeah, and not even that?
0: listen. They might have to. They might have to use one in an actual trade, like and, and get might it. Slash probably will. Probably will. One of those guys is going to be using a trade. It's great. V- it's very important that they they self scout correctly in that one.
1: It's a great point.
0: Like you, you cannot keep one the of, wrong one if they one.
1: trade Moniak and keep Hazley, and Moniac's a ten time All Star and Hazley's things. People won't forget that. No, so, we don't forget those things.
0: Right. So. um <laughs> So so I'm, I I I smiled when I heard Al they, they, them telling that Al K-Line story. So um, there's that, and I think that's all I got. Bryce I think that's all I got. Philly.
1: That's the thing. Speaking of yeah. my JK, final that's thought, amazing. my final yes, my final thought, and it said because it's funny that I we joked as we we're about to start this podcast. We said oh whatever, we, all we've done is talk about Bryce Harper for the last two months. We actually have to like think about what we're going to talk about. We barely even talked to Bryce today. That's where I'm going. Proud of us. I got a Bryce Harper thought. So in all the time we've talked Bryce Harper, there was a point that I meant to make and I've been meaning to make, and I have seen other people make it. And I just forgot to get it in. So here it is, a Bryce Harper point to round it out. I think that the one thing we had talked enough about, and you know, Jack, one of my one of my corners in sports, one of the things that I harp on all the time, and I, I hey, ooh, I didn't even mean it. One of the things I harper on all the time mm. is that athletes are human beings they're people okay. with with emotions and thoughts and we always look at them as see robots who are supposed to they're a 333 hitters so they're going to get hit one out of every three times and this and that and like it's all stats and we we define them by that type of stuff when i don't think enough we we talk about the human emotion the the fact that they're people who i talk about a lot with closers where i just feel like not everyone can do it because certain people aren't built for it i think the thing that we haven't mentioned enough with Bryce Harper is that this kid from the age of 14 you know, but really 16, the Juco thing, getting the majors 19. His whole life has been building up to that contract, to being the highest paid player in the sport, to getting paid to all that stuff. I don't think we've talked enough about the fact that he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Nope. We've talked a lot about, you know, picking here, and he's going to be here for the rest of his life and all that, but I think the, the byproduct of not having to weigh on his mind anymore, of not having to think about building towards that I'm just really excited to see what comes from that. I think that there there could be, I think it's an aspect to this whole Bryce Harper thing and why I think he could be even better than some people think because of it that we just haven't given enough credit to. Because
0: do you think it's like a big exhale for him?
1: Yes. I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's like, okay, now I can just go play baseball.
0: And he doesn't worry about, like, that's that's how I feel about his first half last year.
1: Getting hurt, all that type of stuff. It's just less, like, he can play. He can not have that in the back of his mind at all times. All he has to do is go up and play.
0: Yeah, and he's entering into his prime. It says yeah. in Bank Park. Oh man, I know. And I, I yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that there's a level of Bryce Harper that we haven't seen yet, that to where he really reaches the phenom level.
1: Yes, and look, he showed us that he can do it at 22. He had the he's the first unit, the youngest unanimous MVP in the history of the game. I mean, he had one of the great seasons for a person that age ever in any sport. So. Going
0: off of your Harper thing, this Ooh. is a, this is the thing I've been Ooh. meaning to bring up. Yes. If Harper didn't bat 249, they're paying four hundred million for this guy. Oh, it's so true. It's a great point. Like
1: if he did if he didn't if, if he, he didn't, had another like a season he had it went twenty two last year, if well he's not it doesn't have an MVP, but if he's if he bats two eighty with thirty five or forty home. If he has his
0: twenty seventeen season. Yep, yep, for sure. You're paying four hundred million for this guy. That's how much you're paying. Teach. And now he's entering into his
1: prime. They got Bryce Harper at a freaking discount. A big time discount. And especially when you think about the the 13 year part of it and how it stretched are out. Are we in the emergency pilot all over again? I think we we're should. We're talking fast again. We we're talking a little fast. <laughs> no, but like think it like It's because we just did a whole pop without to Bryce Harper and now we're like, "Oh, Bryce Harper. If if he had We a, swore that we would not go over 40 minutes by the way,
0: but if he didn't have here a tw- we are. if he didn't have a 2017 if, have a if he had a twenty eighteen, if he had a twenty seven eighteen, like he had a twenty seventeen, oh, they're paying so four hundred million for this guy. So like that's that's a, like, just because of one bad half. The Phillies got him at a massive discount. Thank you very much, Bryce, for not playing defense last year as well. That is great. So, um, and going off your Bryce thing, I have two more things. Ooh, I love know. it.
1: Just keep it going. I know,
0: it. I know. Uh, so Bryce was on the cover of ESPN the magazine. I saw that
1: top one hundred thing or whatever. The
0: World Fame Top One Hundred List. Um did no that, that was the
1: name for it. Well but. it's
0: called the World of Fame 100 list. I he's figured. the first baseball player to be on there since A Rod in twenty sixteen. Wow. Which is why you pay thirty million dollars yes. more than Manny Machado because yes. you are getting the face of the sport.
1: I mean, that's the thing is is he was worth well more than thirty million dollars. He's more already than been worth like twenty million dollars. <laughs> the stadium is sold out for like the first month of the
0: season, practically. Like speaking of which, yes. April sixth. April sixth. April sixth, the Fightin' Frankies Foundation. Coming out with It us. is my pinned tweet. Go to my Twitter account. It is supporting a great cause. Um, it is to strike out addiction. Uh, it, is, it is a great cause. Come join me and James at the ballpark. Tickets are only 20 I mean, it's the
1: best deal you're going to find. It's... it's- it's ridiculous It's at this it's,
0: point. it's awesome. So tickets are only $20. Saturday, you,
1: day game. It's uh, going to
0: be beautiful it's, it's, out. So many beers. And there's going to be, it's for a great cause. If you want to help a great cause, coming out with the High Hopes crew, it's going to be a great time. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, it's helping out a family in my area that w- struggle with this. So um, it would be, be awesome if everyone could come out and support that. Again, on my Twitter page, um, on my Twitter page, it's the pinned tweet. Follow that link and you will, you will go to the game with James and I for $20 tickets. Second thing I got to plug Ooh. is that, I'm going on the Fans of Philly trip. You are. Down to DC. Look at this guy over here. Down to DC. I will be in right field with Joe Gillio. No. You know, not I'm all of so us. Sad. Not all
1: of us can get out of work to just go to a game or whatever. I'm I have to work. Sadly, s- I'm sorry, buddy.
0: Okay. I-, I had to do it okay. too. At least
1: one of us is down there. I couldn't present.
0: I couldn't say no. There's gonna be there's gonna be six hundred Phillies fans in right field right That's behind awesome. Bryce Harper. That's perfect. It's gonna be awesome. So if you want to join us, um, me and Joe Giglio, we'll talk a lot of small, we'll nerd out to some baseball, have some beers, and we are going to freaking cheer the crap out of Bryce Harper in right field down awesome. in Washington. God, I love Bryce Harper. Yeah, it's very fun <laughs> this year. Also, <laughs> last Bryce Harper point that I want to bring up to you. I like how my one. I know. Point is I'm sorry. Like I, I know. I just thought of it Don't again. Don't sorry. It's all good. He's wearing number three. He's got a great beard. The bearded bambino.
1: Oh, buddy.
0: Bryce the Bearded
1: Bambino heart. I don't hate that at all. Thank you. I don't hate that one. That might be the best thing you said all show. Yeah, thank you. Took yeah, it took 46 minutes. Yeah, it took me finally a finally
0: got there. It took me a little while to heat up.
1: How cool is it that we don't have to wait a week to talk? No. We'll I mean, be back we on Thursday. Do, but how, how great is it for you guys that we'll be talking to you on Thursday? We can't wait. Um, again, check it out. Uh, the tickets. We will have a blast on April 6th. And, um... We'll be back. Thursday. 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 Two pounds a Week. Peace for it, some salt. We'll talk to you soon.